0: Like I said, we're going to try to get through as much as possible in 49. If we get through the whole chapter, then great. If not, then that's fine as well. We left off, uh, well, we got through the first couple of verses there in chapter 49 last week, uh, speaking of of <coughs> Jacob calling all his sons together and telling them all to listen to what he has to say. Way of just letting you know and and. Thankful for what Jim made mention of last week, as far as this chapter goes, on how that there's a lot of things in here, and uh, and I don't remember exactly how you said it, Jim. But, <laughs> all right, one of the most obscure uh, uh, <laughs> chapters uh, within the Bible, and, and and that made me feel a lot better last week because I tell you, I, I spent a good amount of time looking at it um, up to this point. And, and there's a lot of things in here that I just do not know. I, uh, like I said in my prayer, I, I, I don't want to try to bring out things that aren't really there uh, and, and what have you. So uh, if you have any information that I'm not bringing out uh, or if I'm just saying something completely wrong, please feel free to to, to uh, let me know because I definitely don't want to be one that, stands before you and teaches something that's in there Uh, but like i said we're going to try to get through as far as we can here and 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 keep in mind that at the beginning first couple of verses here jacob's called all his sons together so we have all of his sons uh before him Uh, he's pretty much on his deathbed is what we'll see at the end of this chapter and uh and and from what I gather here, he's kind of sitting up on his bed, you know, almost like in a chair like what you guys are sitting in like this, except in his bed. I mean, I'm, I don't know how comfortable it was. I doubt it had a back or anything to it. You know? But anyhow, he's kind of sitting up uh, in his bed and, and, and making all of this uh, known to his children. But to get started here in the first couple of or the verses 3 and 4, He starts off with Reuben, and he says, Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. Unstable as water, you shall not excel, because you went up to your father's bed, and you defiled it. He went up to my couch. All right, to begin with here, you, I think it's beautiful the way it starts off here. I mean, obviously it doesn't sound so good at the end, but it starts talking about how that he's his firstborn, his might and the beginning of his strength. What are you what, What's going on here? Why do you think he says that? All right, so much potential right, and that's very uh good way to look at it there. Uh, my thought that I had going on you know, when I was reading the beginning of this is, you know, God had promised to Jacob uh, to, to make him a great nation. Um, and Reuben, being his firstborn, uh, kind of going along with what you're saying, had great, uh, uh, great potential there. Um, and, and where it says, you know, uh, you're my firstborn, the might of my beginning and of my strength. You know, it, it, he was the beginning of that nation. You know, He was the firstborn uh, to Jacob, and he had a lot of uh, happiness, as I'm sure that, that many of us have whenever we've had our firstborn child, and, and just a lot of joy. Uh, there's a lot of fear that goes along with that too, but a lot of joy and a lot of uh, uh, great expectations there. But as we continue to read on through there, we see that, he is unstable as water. Uh, and says, you shall not ex- uh, excel. Uh, I know another translation says, this, or, "as turbulent as a flood. A uh, turbulent, not turbulent, turbulent as a flood. I'll get it out eventually. Um, I know, and, and this goes along with kind of what Jim says, you know, it's kind of hard to, to translate, but I mean, this isn't terrible here. I mean, it's just, Talking about the waters and how the waters will just continue to flow back and forth. Uh, originally, I had in my notes. I took it out, but because uh, when I was reading this, I, my mind immediately went over to James and talking about how that when you, when you, uh, when you ask for something, uh, see, I should have kept it in there. But when you when you ask, uh, do not ask uh, with uncertainty, uh, but ask you with with confidence in a sense and. Talks about not being as like a, the wave of the sea that's being tossed about. Uh, and, and that's just where my mind went. Not that really you know, went along with what was going on here. I mean, sort of. But anyhow, he uh, says that you are unstable as water and that he will not uh, excel. And he gives the reason why. Uh, over in chapter 25 and in verse 22, we see uh, this. Oh, 35, I'm sorry, did I say 25? I, I had it written right in my notes, but 35 in verse 22. Um, uh, we see where this event actually happened as far as uh, Reuben taking, uh, I forget which one, of uh, it's one of the handmaids, uh, Bilha. there you go. And I, if I'm not mistaken, that's Rachel's handmaid, wasn't it? Wasn't that Rachel's handmaid? Well, was, yeah, okay. You, you said Isaac. Man, I was really starting to think. I was like, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Uh, and it was one of his wives or concubines there. Um, but, yes, and that's why he it talks about how he defiles his father's bed. Uh, and as we look through the, uh, the, and I'm not going to do this with every tribe here, but as we look through uh the Old Testament here, uh, we see that, that Reuben uh, really, and from what I can remember, I'm, and you know, I didn't go through and do a full study on the whole Old Testament to make sure of this, but like I said, correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I remember, Reuben never really produced a, a, a leader uh, within the nation. Uh, when the Israelites were coming up out of Egypt, and, and about after their 40 years of wandering, and they had come up onto the uh, the east side of the Jordan and overtaken the the lands there and the people that were in it. Reuben was one of the first ones that went. Gonna have to remember back. I want to say it was Moses because I'm pretty confident Moses was with them all the way up until the Jordan um, before they crossed over the Jordan. Then Joshua took over, but I, I could be wrong in that. But I want to say they came up to to Moses. And and had asked them to just let, let us keep this land over here. You know, not even in the promised land. It's outside the promised land, if you would. Uh, but uh, but he was one of the first ones that came up to that. And then there was you know another tribe and the half tribe of uh, Manasseh that also stayed over there. Gad and, and half tribe tribe of Manasseh, I think, or was it Ephraim? But anyhow. Uh, and then in Joshua 22, we find that they were also involved with putting up a uh, an unauthorized worship area uh, near the Jordan there for worship to God as well. So we see that Reuben really didn't make uh, a whole lot of good influences here within the nation of Israel as what was pronounced uh, through Jacob. But any thoughts or comments there within those first you know, Keep wanting to say first couple of verses two and verses two and or three and four. Absolutely, absolutely. and you know, we get to that point. You know, even though they all messed up, they all received some form of a blessing. They all had um, had had received something, even if it was nothing but to not be kicked out or or rejected upon the uh, the Israelite nation here. And in verse, just to kind of reemphasize that in verse 28 and it's a good thing to remember as we go through this it makes mention there about uh, midway through it says and he blessed them Uh, he blessed each one according to his own blessings so these are all uh, some you know these especially these first couple of ones they don't seem to be so positive if you would Uh, and they're not I'm not trying to make it you know, great, but they all receive some form of a blessing, even though if, if it's not uh, made mention 100% within this, like I said, if nothing else, if the blessing was nothing more than just being able to continue to be a part of the nation. but Very good. All right. Well, let's look at the next little bit, verses 5 through 7, and talk about two other sons. It says, Simeon and Levi are brothers, instruments of cruelty, uh, Or in their dwelling place, let not my soul enter their council. Let not my honor be united to their assembly. For in their anger they slew a man. And in their self-will they hamstrung an ox. Cursed be their anger, for it is fierce. And their wrath, for it is cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. All right. So once again, we look back in chapter 34. uh, We see the uh, instance of, or or at least a display of this violence that uh, Jacob Jacob is referring to here Uh, as far as Simeon and Levi. If you remember, uh, their sister, um, Diana, was taken by Shechem and. Ultimately, raped her and then wanted to have her as a as a wife, and so uh, my memory serves me correct. If uh, they basically made a deal with them, says I tell you what, if all you become circumcised, then um, then we'll let you have her as a wife, and so they all you uh, people there, Shechem, um, agreed to it. All the men there agreed to it, and. On I forget how many days. I want to say it was the third day for some reason. but I could be wrong on that. Uh, but afterwards, they had uh, they had went and killed them all, and killed all the people there in Shechem. And and this is what um, Jacob's referring to here, as far as their cruelty. Um, even though they did it in their defense for their sister, it was still uh, something that they had done without the counsel of. Jacob, for one, but also with uh, without counsel of God. and throwing it out there, but it, it says that uh, in their self-will they did this. It wasn't, you know, it, it was a plan for them that they did this. As you can see within the story, it was their plan to do this, and this is why they did this, uh, so that they can go through and kill them. But it, <clears throat> I started to make mention of this last week as far as uh in the last part of verse 7, <coughs> where it talks about divide them in Jacob and scatter them uh, in Israel. You know, with Levi, we know that Le- the Levites became the priesthood, and so they were split up in between all the different tribes uh, to become uh, almost like a, a, a priest, if you will, within them. Um and so they were all split up now the the idea of Simeon being split up uh, doing some reading on that from what I understand, you know if you look within the and I meant to bring my my other book here that showed like the within the land of israel their their allotments, their land allotments, but Simeon actually got a land allotment within the land of Judah. I mean, it was theirs, but it was—it was like he had Simeon and Judah was all around it, um, and uh, yeah. In First Chronicles four and verse twenty-seven, it makes reference to how that Simeon did not multiply as much as Judah did, um, but and and we also find passages—I won't say within First Chronicles four there, if I remember right—we uh, also find that that they started to move about. Uh, out of their land as well, so it was like they were scattering about um, there as well. well. The next little set here, is starting in verse eight uh, and going on down through verse twelve, we get to Judah and it says, "Judah, you are, you are he. Judah, you are he whom your brothers shall praise. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies." Your father's children shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey of my son, you have gone up. He bows down. He lies down uh, as a lion and as a lion who shall rouse rouse him. Uh, The scepter shall not depart from Judah nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh comes. And, and to him shall be the obedience of the people, binding his donkey to the vine and his donkey's colt to the choice vine. He washed his garments in wine and his clothes in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine and his teeth are whiter than milk. All right, he has a lot to say here about Judah, but Judah as You probably know, is the one of whom the Messiah comes through. Matter of fact, there in verse 10, when it says, Until Shiloh comes, uh, the word Shiloh there is actually uh, making reference to uh, Christ, the Messiah. Um, But we also find that that as Jacob is doing this, he's lifting up Judah. He will be the, um, the kingly line. Uh, one will the kings will come through, although the first king of of Israel will not come from the lineage of Judah here it will come from the lineage of uh, of Benjamin but as we also know within when we read during that time period that Saul, who was the first king of Israel, was one for the people a one that was that was like unto the people there one that they would want because he looks strong. He's mighty. He's vicious. Uh, to where uh, David, being the first one that was the king of from the lineage of Judah, was the one of, that God had chosen. Uh, once again, some of this I'm not 100 percent sure of how to how to interpret this as far as the. Uh, uh, washing his clothes uh, or garments and wine and his clothes and blood of grapes and his eyes are darker than wine and his teeth are whiter than milk. I mean it, it talks about that after the Shiloh comes which would be the, the Christ. So I mean I'm sure that there's some kind of reference to this as being a, a prophetic aspect as far as uh, Christ and the message that will come with Christ and we know the the darkness uh refers to sin and the uh, white would refer to the cleanliness of washing within uh the blood uh, of Christ, so my assumptions would be something to that effect <laughs> absolutely uh so the overabundance of wealth uh as being the the abundance of wine and uh and of milk there that's yeah, very good as well. Anything else anybody might want to add to that? Verse 13 says, uh, going on to the next child, says, Zublin shall dwell by the haven of the sea. He shall become a haven for ships, and his border shall adjoin Sidon. Sit on. right. <clears throat> Once again, I... I Got real confused the more I dug into this because I just, and the reason why I, I continued to get confused in this was because when you look at the the land allotments and it's talking about him being a haven for ships um, and his border shall adjoin, uh, sedan, sit, sitting, Um. They are not bordered upon water whatsoever they're in between a bunch of like I said I meant to bring my other book and I forgot it at home uh, that showed the land allotments and um, now grant you I didn't go through and map out their land allotments I'm kind of going off the, uh, the, the research that someone else has done and put it into a book but from my memory uh, matter of fact I'm, I didn't think about that I probably have a map in the back of my Bible I'm not about to try to go through there and find it. Um, But anyhow, as far as this becoming a haven uh, for ships, uh, it it may not be referring to uh, the actual place of where they dwell, but rather showing the blessing that would be uh, received from his inheritance as far as uh, being able to be a a place uh, for people to gather together. Let's look at the next couple of verses there in verses 14 and 15. It says, Issachar is a strong donkey lying down between two burdens. He He saw that rest was good and that the land was pleasant. He bowed his shoulder to bear a burden and became a band of slaves. All right. The best that I can figure on this one would be like I said, just looking at the wording here and how it's worded here, I don't know, Jim, is this one of those that struggle for, for um, the, the, the Hebrew words are defined? Well, let me just ask you guys, what do you think? All right, well, the best that I can come up with here is that it almost sounds like Issachar uh, was strong as far as being able to work. He he was. They were a workhorse, but yet... It was almost like they were lazy. They kind of laid back, let someone else come in and and make them a slave. Which, like I said, they're a workhorse.
1: They'll do the work.
0: They just did not want to stand up and uh, and be you know resist or push back against the resistance of someone else uh, putting work upon them. Right, lazy, but find these find good motivation, Mike. So need someone to tell him what to do. That's why I married Janice, because I needed somebody to tell me what I needed to do. Uh, <laughs> but Dan, looking at the next couple of verses, it says, uh, Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan shall be a serpent by the way, a viper by the path that bites the, the horse's heels so that its rider shall fall backwards, or backward. Dan, um, although isn't one of the biggest tribes of Israel, uh, we see that through the way that they uh, act or or they plan or have, you want to look at that, uh, they overcome. And who knows who one of the... uh, of the, uh, a popular person that we read about later on within the Old Testament that came from the tribe of Dan, Samson. Very good. Look at that. Uh, Samson was from the tribe of Dan, and we know that he was uh, pretty strong as in it himself. He was, in uh, at the end of his life, he ultimately uh, took out more. Um, Philistines at the end of his life, and he did during any other times what the Bible tells us, because he had had them all of. The, well, he was he was captured, and if you would, his hair was cut, and and uh, and he ended up pulling down the uh, pillars or pushing down the pillars. I forget how it's worded exactly. Um, within the, the place that the, all these Philistines were in, I can't remember the name of it now. I I know just. A couple of months ago, my dad and I was having a pretty good conversation on that, on Samson about that. But and I remember looking up the passage and reading it, but I can't remember 100% of how it was all worded now. Uh, but any other thoughts or comments as far as Dan goes? Was there anything else that I had in there? Well, from what I read as far as that, that serpent goes, um, and like I said, this is just something that I read. Uh, apparently there was a snake that was tan colored, um, and it would kind of blend in with the with the road, if you would, and so it could come up and sneak up on you and bite the heel of the horse, which would ultimately kick the uh, rider backwards. All right. You mess with it, it'll strike back, even though it is a small tribe. Anything else? Well, verse 18 is another one that I kind of struggled with. It says, I have waited for you... S- for your salvation, O Lord. In in my Bible, it kind of scrunches things together, you know, to, to where they would, I guess, supposedly fit. And this is kind of almost tacked on to the end of Dan there. I don't know if this is supposed to be part of what he's saying to Dan, or if this is just something that's kind of thrown out there um, in the middle of, of talking to his sons. Uh, saying I have waited for your salvation O Lord Um, I don't know if this is supposed to be tacked on with Dan I I sat there and I tried to and I struggled with that I read a few different commentators and they almost and they don't link it with Dan either they just kind of have it sitting out there as if uh, Jacob remembering that he's on his deathbed if you would sitting there proclaiming these things to his sons and uh one of the, and I don't remember who it was, but one of the uh, commentators I was reading had made reference to uh, Hebrews chapter 11, talking about how that, but it talks about how that in, in days before, they didn't know or they saw what was coming aforetime. Let me just look up, read it. In verse 13, it says, and these all died in faith, not having received the promises but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, uh, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. And like I said, one of the commentaries had made reference to that, saying, well, maybe Joseph or Jacob here is seeing this, uh, this blessing come afar off and just interjecting this within saying these things to his sons. I don't, I don't know. Anybody have any, right, I, uh, being on his deathbed and just kind of sees it coming, uh, just throws it out there as he's giving the blessings out? All right. Anything else anybody more want to have? Right. Well, you know what? Man. All right. It's 1044, so I'm going to go ahead and close up there. We'll pick up with Gad next week.